You're listening to Cure PC Conversations, a series of discussions to provide information about pancreatic cancer, highlight the progress made with research, and share stories of individuals who have been impacted by the disease. Welcome, I'm Carol Silva with News 12 Long Island. I am the host for today's podcast. And today we're going to be talking about why people volunteer. And of course, we love when people volunteer for the Luskarten Foundation, but just volunteering in and of itself for any charitable cause is so good for you, including the fight against pancreatic cancer. So we're going to talk today about why people get motivated to join a walk, to organize fundraising, um, how that helps the foundation, and how easy it really is to get involved. And joining me today are three people who are at the front of the fight against pancreatic cancer. Carrie Kaplan is the executive director and COO of the Lusk Garden Foundation. That is the nation's largest private nonprofit funder of pancreatic cancer research and really is a leading resource for people who are diagnosed with the disease and their families, kind of helping you know where to go next. Annette Regan is a working mom. She lost her mom to pancreatic cancer, and Annette has spent more than a decade walking and hosting an annual fundraiser in support of pancreatic cancer research. And Paul Spatero is a working dad. Teenage kids, every year for the past 12 years, he's gotten them, family, friends, all involved to walk in honor of his brother, Michael, who passed away from pancreatic cancer. So I'm glad that you're all here today. You know, I've told my kids over and over again, the three of them, if you're having a bad day, if you don't feel good, if you can't get out of your own way, the best thing to do is to go do something good for somebody else. And that's true. You know, you hear about the things that people do for charities. It is so good for us to do for others. How are some of the ways, Carrie, that people can get involved in the Lusk Garden Foundation? We rely so heavily on volunteers to help us out. Um, First and foremost, we have more than 300 community events across the country, and those are all really started by volunteers. Uh, they call the office, sometimes they say, I have a great idea. Usually when, when someone has an idea, it's something that they're interested in, or something that their loved one, maybe who passed away from pancreatic cancer, used to love to do. Um, so sometimes they have an idea. Sometimes they say, I don't have an idea, but what, what, you know, what ideas do you have? And our staff will tell them like hundreds of things to do. Um, many times they want to join one of our pancreatic cancer research walks or runs. We have 32 across the country, so they can walk, they can form a team, they can volunteer at the event, handing out t-shirts, handing out water. Um, it's, it's very easy, uh, and I still almost every year get a picture or a phone call from, you know, two little children that do a lemonade stand. It's what great. besides, okay, so the walk, the run, and even the lemonade stand, what in between has anybody ever suggested? Are there other, do they do bake sales? We have a lot of bake sales. Um, people get a local hair place to do a hair cut-a-thon, so awesome. come get your hair cut and we'll donate. Um, we actually have someone that does a curling event. You know, you see in the Olympics. We have a, a family that does, a, every year they do a garage sale. It's great. They clean out their house. Oh, wow. Whatever money they raise that day, they give to the Lust Garden Foundation. We have uh, girls that make bracelets and sell them. I mean, it, it's, it's, I love that people are creative. It's something that they love to do that makes them feel good, that can raise money or raise awareness. 
So it could be, you know, you know, doing a fundraising event, you know, helping volunteer an event where we need people to do registration. It, it could be so many things. And I love it that you don't have to do something you're not comfortable with. If you're not a big walker, if you're not a big runner, um, if you're not good in the kitchen, there are so many other options, and it's kind of like anything that you want to do. I love that idea. Paul, how did you get involved? Well, when uh, my brother passed away in February of 2004, and shortly after that I had seen, well, I guess probably around the beginning of the summer, I had seen the, the public service announcement for the cancer walk, and immediately it struck a chord with me because I had just had a devastating loss from the disease. So I immediately decided I'm going, I'm walking. I think I raised probably about five, $600 that year, something like that. I walked alone, and I just found it to be a tremendous event. I think you know, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, charitable things out there that you can participate in, and a lot of them are you know they're gonna make you feel good that you do them. But I think this one goes beyond that, and maybe it's because I have such a personal connection to it. But I went to the walk, and every year since then, it the, the event really does something for me. I feel like it's giving back to me. I'm helping them; they're helping me too, because it is such a feeling of community when you're there. You feel the same loss, but you also feel the same support from each other. Uh, that it's, I, I find it totally uplifting for me. I get a lot out of it. Interesting that you said that um, when you lost your brother, you went and you walked alone. So when that pancreatic cancer diagnosis comes out for the person who may get involved in the foundation or for the person who may be walking, volunteering, there is that alone feeling. There is that isolation in the beginning. And, and is that what, what seeing the PSA, the public service announcement, did for you? You said, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone. Did, did it give you? I, you know what? I would say that's the feeling I got during the walk. Mm -hmm. When I saw the public service announcement, I thought, there's something I can do. This is something I can, I can be involved in that can honor my brother in some way. And I thought of that on a very small level. Then when I went to the walk and I started talking to some other walkers as I was walking along, uh, there were several other people who were walking alone, and I found myself in conversations with them and sharing experiences. And then I got involved talking to some people who were in big groups. And it really was just a wonderful feeling. I felt this, this sense of community and, and this sense of not being alone. And I never totally felt alone because I've always had my whole family mm -hmm. in support of my brother. So there wasn't that isolation feeling. But the first year I did the walk, it was kind of for me alone. But I felt it was so rewarding that the next year I brought my children with me. And the next year after that, I got my mother to come and my sister to come. And now it's, I, I throw it open to everybody, friends, family, whoever wants to come with us, please come with us. And we make it into an annual event at my home afterwards. We come back, we have a barbecue, and, and you know we sit and talk all day. And it's supporting the cause, but it's also creating memories of my brother, which is nice. We sit and we tell stories about him, and we laugh. And, and it's just a wonderful event. And every year I, I look forward to it for months and months until it happens. I love that. It's, it's like it's his army. Yes, His army exactly marches it. on, which is beautiful. And, and it's mem remembering him more than just, yeah, he was there. It's honoring him, too. Right, 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 that his life matters now. And, and it's still, hopefully, helping others. Right. Annette, how did you get involved? Uh, my mom passed away in 1997. <clears throat> prior to any of the Luskorton Foundation. And then we saw the ad for the walk, I believe it was 2001. My sister, my husband, we grabbed whoever we could, and we walked. It was a short walk, and we were done very quickly at Westbury Gardens. 
but again, you feel that sense of community. And then uh, I wanted to do more, and uh, I saw that a comedy club could do fundraisers. So I said, all right, that's a good way of raising money for the walk. So when you go and hand in your envelope, you could do something a little bit bigger. So I organized that with my sisters and my husband. And we got friends and family to come. We get about 80 people every year. Basically, you named your price on the ticket. That all went to the charity. We did raffles or whatever, give out a little trinket to everybody. Everyone had a great time. It was fun. You laughed. And we honored my mom. Is there comedy? Yeah. They brought in three, four comedians. Oh, that's great. So you're going to a regular comedy show, but the proceeds go to the organization you choose. Would your mom get a kick out of the fact that the fundraiser is in a comedy club? Probably, yes. Yes, definitely. I think she would be floored by what's going on. What have you gotten out of um, being involved with just doing something after the loss? That's the thing, is doing something. When she was sick, there was nothing I could do. So you really feel helpless. Three months later, she passed away. And... uh, you know what? I can see how how deeply you're touched. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a long time ago, but you feel helpless. So then you say, "All right, what could I do? Maybe help someone else." Um, so that's why we decided to do this. We said, "Well, we couldn't help her, but maybe somebody else in the long run." Hey, Carol, I have to say I, I'm shocked that that's what I hear all the time. You know, people are doing this because they don't want what they went through to happen to another family, which is so amazing to me. They're not just saying, you know what, this happened to me, let me move on. They're saying this happened to me, I have to do something. You know, it's a sense of empowerment. You know, I have to do something, even though maybe my loved one is gone, I have to do something for everybody else fighting this disease. The pancreatic cancer, it's like a community. Um, you know, most people that get involved have a personal connection, or maybe they just, you know, they might be listening now and see how touched Annette is and think, like, I could do something, too. I could, I could go to a walk. Why not? Exactly. And, and, you know, it's choosing. It's choosing to do good in life. But has there been a payoff from having all the volunteers? I know you said earlier that you have 300 community events and thousands of volunteers. What's the payoff? from having all that volunteer power? I mean, the organization just couldn't exist without volunteers. We have a very small staff, uh, and our staff could never get out across the country. You know, we have really three people who do fundraising. They just couldn't be everywhere organizing it, getting people to come. It's like extending the voice. You know, we have people that are in, like, you know, small towns. You know, we're, we're based in, in Long Island, New York, in small towns that say, you know, this is a community. I know a lot of people here. I'll get our community together. What should we do? Should we do a walk? Should we do a fundraiser? Um, they, they understand what will work in their community. Um, when we do walks across the country, they come up with the venue. They know where's a great place to walk in their neighborhood. I mean, the foundation could not exist without volunteers. It raises money, you know, it increases awareness. Um, every single dollar we raise goes directly to research thanks to cable vision support. And 
every dollar we raise is due to all of these volunteers. And I think they love that all the money goes to research 100%. Oh, that is the biggest thing. I mean, then you could feel confident. I, I'm sure you do. It's hard to ask people for money. Right. But if you can, I can easily ask and say proudly that every penny goes to research. And, and feel, uh, I'm not asking you for money and then half of it's going towards administration or whatever. That is a big push for me. And I, I've had several right. people who've made generous donations to me and have said the That's reason what? I'm doing it is because I know the money is going towards, you know, all the money is going towards research. You are, Annette, a working mom. I know what it is to be a, a working mom. You know, we're like, we, we sit here in the news department, we're juggling flaming chainsaws right, right. all the time, and that's just the mom part. And then you add the working outside the house, right. and, and, you know, there's another flaming chainsaw in there. So how, on top of that all, do you manage this? I find the more you have to do, the more you get done. Don't you find that? Mm -hmm. If you have not a lot to do, yes. you go, I can do that tomorrow, I could do it another day. So fill your day up, you're going to accomplish so much more. That's what I think. You really could be efficient. Yeah. How about you? I mean, here you are as a, you know, in a legal practice, you're a dad who also works outside the home. And I know as an attorney, you're working inside the home as well, that you bring some of that work home. How do you do it, Paul? And, and I also uh, want, I, I'm a 50% of the time single dad. Oh boy. I, I have On my children 50% of the time. Yep. I, I'm when I have them, I'm making dinner, I'm taking them, driving them to so school. So when you I have them that 50%, you're 150% of the dad. I <laughs> exactly. get it. I get it. Uh, so, I, I, you know, it is a busy time. And uh, I find that the thing that gets me is it, it's a labor of love. Uh, it's, it's, it's a combination of honoring my brother, uh, taking care of what I can to help in the research and, and funding the research to, to get rid of this disease. And, and it's also all about family on two levels. It's my own family that I'm going to get together and I'm going to have uh, over at my house on Sunday and, and having that time with them. But it's also the bigger Lust Garden family on Sunday at the walk. And, and to me, they're equally important. As I talked about earlier, uh, with that feeling of community, that is very, very important to me. And I look forward to that just as much as I look forward to having my own personal family over afterwards. Uh, quite frankly, if there was an annual walk that wasn't a fundraiser and it was all the same people, I'd still be there. I love that. And has it done something to, in a way, bring you closer together with your children? Because your children are involved. I am very close with my children. I, I, I take great pride in, in the closeness I have with them, that as they're getting into their teenage years, when I hear other parents talking about how their children want nothing to do with them, my children and I are very, very close. What I think has been impacted by it is it's given us something to do together, but it's also given them memories of their uncle that I think they may not have had at this point in their lives, because uh, my brother passed away in 2004. My daughter's only 15 years old. My son is 18 years old. They were young when he passed away. And yes, we have pictures of him around the house, and we have videos, and we talk about him. But having an event that in our minds is dedicated to him every year that we build up to has increased their, their memories of him. And, and they remember him, I think, much more clearly than I would remember somebody who passed away at that point in my life. Right. And right. I, I think that's a wonderful thing. We talk about the value of the volunteering for children. Um, Carrie, can schools get involved also? Oh, absolutely. We schools do. Um, we've had parochial schools that do dress down days. Schools can collect pennies. They um, 
you know, the, the, a lot of schools have community service clubs. I mean, I think it's a great lesson to children, especially in this day and age, about doing something good. You know, mm-hmm. we see, I see children every year in their strollers that I know are going to be there with, you know, now the walk is 15 mm-hmm. years old, that they're yeah. going to soon be there with their children. I think another thing at the events is we always try to provide an update of what's happening with the research. So whether it's at a program during the event or at the walks, we have a mission tent where we have materials. I think, you know, people like Annette and Paul who lost someone so many years ago, I mean, for Annette, the amount, you know, that has changed in research and in the landscape is unbelievable and people want to know that. They want to know that they keep raising money and they keep coming out and that it's making a difference. And believe me, it is making a difference. Where, for instance, what good has the research done so far? Well, for example, we really need to have an early detection an early detection test for pancreatic cancer. You know, we know for other cancers, you know, tests like colonoscopy and PSA tests and mammograms have made the difference. And we are, you know, investing tremendous amount of research into early detection. We have a blood test in the laboratory that has shown to be effective in about half, about fifty percent of the wow. people. That's not good enough. We need one that's like 95%, but it's getting there. I mean, we have new uh, drug combinations. You know, I'm sure, Annette, your mom had the one drug at the time that there was. Now there's there's combinations of drugs. There's immunotherapy for pancreatic cancer. I mean, we've come a long way. Have we come far enough? No. We still need these events. We still need our volunteers. We still only have a 7% survival rate. But I, I know, and I'm sure you guys would agree, that I've seen a big difference since the foundation started. And, you know, we're moving in that direction. That's, you know, I always say research is our best weapon in the fight. And our volunteers, that's, you know, that's our army, really. And you, and you see every year at the walk, there's that many more survivors at the it's front growing. cutting mm-hmm. the ribbon. Mm-hmm. You know, you, people are living longer. We have more survivors. We're, we're catching it earlier where they can have surgery. So... You know, a lot of great things are happening. That's you know, so exciting to, to see those survivors cutting a ribbon because that was unheard of. Volunteerism is so key to all of this. You know, we talked earlier about how much good it does for you when you volunteer. Um, studies show you get physical and mental rewards, even if you don't have anybody in your family who's associated with this. It reduces stress to volunteer. Um, experts say, when you focus on somebody who's not you, it interrupts the things that cause tension in your own life. So again, it makes you feel better, healthier, emotionally. When I did the walk last year, I hosted the walk at Jones Beach last year, and there was an army of, I want to say, 8,000 yes. people yes. in front of me. But there was something about being at the beach and then being on that boardwalk and seeing, I, I look at the Atlantic and the gift of living where we live yeah. on Long Island, and the ocean is like this endless possibility. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, I I really, uh, my heart and gratitude to the volunteers goes out. I mean, I, you know, I do this every day, but these, you know, these are, Annette and Paul have full-time jobs in another area and do this as a volunteer. I am just in awe of how much work they put in for this. And you represent all of the people who volunteer. What, I'm going to ask you each, Paul and Annette, what, what's the one thing that you really want people to know, the one thing that you might want to say um, 
you know, maybe that would encourage others. What, or or yeah. about your story. If you could find something that you enjoy. I see a lot of people do golf outings. I mean, find what you enjoy and make that part of your fundraising. It's really not that difficult. You know, and you, the foundation will support anybody. I want to do a absolutely. golf outing, I'm clueless. I want to do a comedy right. night, a girls' it. night out, I'm we've, clueless. We've seen it all. We have Zumbathons. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've seen it all. So if you have no ideas, we'll just run through a list and help you figure it and out. And help you figure it out because the organizational part might scare some people off. Paul, what, what about a kind of closing thought? I, I would say the foundation is doing good on so many levels. They're, not only are they promoting the research, but they're also, again, giving us this sense of community. And if you are a part of a family that is suffering with this or close to somebody who's suffering with this, or if you're alone because you've lost somebody and you don't have anybody left, you can be a part of this community and you can do good to help others to not have to deal with this, or even while you and your family are dealing with it to be part of this. So there's just such a, an overwhelmingly positive feeling from it that I, I can't stress that enough. And it is proven that people who grow up doing good in their youth, kids who are forced to, you know, do charity things, just ask my kids, they end up doing incredible good as adults. That's how they see the world. So, you know, mothers, fathers, families, grandparents, grab the kids and bring them along, give them a little job to do, because let's get them while they're young and, and teach them while they're young. Uh, Carrie, I, I can't thank you for all the good work that you've done over time. Carrie Kaplan is the executive director and COO of the Lust Garden Foundation. It would be nice if we could double the um, progress this year and double the walks, but yeah, another thousand, two thousand walks and beyond. <laughs> and we're going to help you do that, folks. Um, Annette Regan, for all you've done, I know your mom is happy. Mm -hmm. She has to be. And the fact that you're doing it with a smile, doing it with a laugh, that is amazing. And Paul Spataro, thank you so much for what you're doing and involving your part, uh, your, your family. And anybody who wants to get involved, you just want to check out, even on the idea of what volunteering for a charity is, you can find out more. PurePC.org. PurePC.org. Thanks so much. Become a part of the Lusgarten Foundation Army. Thanks for listening to Cure PC Conversations. Cure PC Conversations is produced by the Cure PC Campaign, a public awareness campaign made possible by Cablevision in support of the Lusgarten Foundation, where 100% of every dollar donated goes directly to research. You can learn more and get involved in the fight against pancreatic cancer by visiting curepc.org.